Welcome to Pack Talk with me, your host, Peter Vodden. This is your podcast where we talk about all things fitness, nutrition, health, and lifestyle. Welcome to the pack. Hey guys, welcome back to Pack Talk with me, your host, Pete Vodden. Um, I wanted to talk to you guys today uh, about my favorite topic. Uh, I talked about this before on the podcast, uh, but I want to go over some stuff again um, about programming. I want to talk about programming at Pharos, and I want to talk about programming evolution in the industry, what it's looked like for the last kind of 20 years, what it looks like now, and what it's going to look like in the future. Um, It's a particularly interesting subject to me. Because obviously we are a results-based gym. We want to get people the best results possible. And in order to get the best results possible, you have to have great programming. And when I say great programming, that isn't programming that's just blanket programming for everybody. It has to be programming that has a purpose. It has to be programming that delivers on the on the on the promises it makes. Now you know, you see so many gyms that, you know, they, they, they're trying to be like, this gym will do everything for you all at once and in record time. And it's just one thing. Um, and it's very hard uh, from a sports science perspective to justify that claim because A, we're all different. B, we all have different goals. Um, and C, you're going to need more variation than one thing can possibly offer you. Um you know, when we started Pharos, um, I had been working, you know, I, I basically became a personal trainer when I was 26 years old. I'm now almost 46 years old. So that's pretty much 20 years. Um, and I've been training, you know, my whole life since I was 15. And when, of course, I started out, um, there wasn't everything there was now. There was no CrossFit. There were no hit gyms. There were no indoor cycling studios. Um, there were no kind of boutique boot camp style places. They didn't really exist at that time. Um, when I was coming up, it was more kind of like you had your kind of like gymnasiums and you had your school gym um, and you may have had like a barbell weight set at home, which I did. Um, and there would be team sports, but obviously there was nothing like, you know, CrossFit. There was no functional bodybuilding. That wasn't even a word back then. Uh, there was no real kind of sense of hybrid, hybrid athletics. You know, you would, you would maybe play soccer or you would play, uh, basketball, you would play rugby, you would play sports and you would maybe strength train. If you were really good and really, um, well versed, you might do some really good strength training for that sport. Um, so you might be doing your squats, you might be doing your deadlifts, etc. but it was, it was rare. It was a rare occurrence. And if you look back, you know, even if you look back at the physiques of rugby players in the 70s and so forth, it was a completely different thing. Like the size of the, the people, the strength, of the people, the power um, of the athlete has evolved so much in the last 20 years, uh, last 40 years, um, 50 years. Uh, it's it's kind of incredible to see. So when I started out, um, you know, you, you were following more of a kind of a traditional like bodybuilding split that was basically defined by Arnold Schwarzenegger's Encyclopedia of Modern Bodybuilding, which if you haven't read that book, it's still one of the best books on bodybuilding ever written. It's it's so well broken down, so so informative, but not not crazy scientific. It doesn't like boggle you. 
it's it's straight down the line and just great information, great exercises, great routines, etc. So that's the Encyclopedia of Modern Building, uh, Modern Bodybuilding by Arnold Schwarzenegger. And you know, most of us, if we were doing weight training, were following that kind of a split. So maybe a chest and back, legs, shoulders and biceps, uh, back and triceps, whatever it was. Uh, you were following that split throughout the week, you know, and that that was pretty much the standard. Uh, plus, obviously, you know, your cardio, you had your runners, you had aerobics at the time, you know, you had all that kind of stuff. But there was no real combination of um, weightlifting and cardio uh, into one kind of high intensity modality. Um, that, that kind of changed, obviously, in the beginning of the 2000s, 2007, with the advent of, of CrossFit. Um, and when that came in, you know, you saw really, uh, a combination of, of everything that had come before put into one thing. So a combination of weightlift, a combi combination of gymnastics, a combination of high intensity cardio, a combination of running, of rowing and all that, all that stuff all put together, uh, which of course complicates programming because suddenly we're trying to be good at a lot of different things and that traditional bodybuilding split didn't quite work uh, for that that kind of training. Um, so programming changed, programming evolved. Um, in the beginning, it wasn't great. Um, it was kind of like just a bunch of stuff thrown together to try and build this kind of hybrid athlete, but it didn't really have any kind of real structure to it. If you go back to 2007, 2008, 2009, and look at the programming for CrossFit, it wasn't fantastic. Um, it was kind of just a bunch of stuff that was kind of like thrown together. Now, not, not to say it wasn't uh, worthwhile because people got some great results. People got, um, you know, people got addicted at that point because it was fun. That's, that's the main thing. It was fun and it was new, it was exciting. You could work out with your friends. It, it wasn't just, you know, going to a gym with your headphones on and doing your own thing. You know, it made, it made working out in a gym like sports it made it like being part of a team sport that you were all involved with and could all do together which was of course super fun um which is why it became so popular um but it did you know change the it changed the landscape in in terms of what how we should be programming for the modern athlete um now of course, not everybody's on board with that. And people obviously, and still to this day, do stick with their, you know, their traditional bodybuilding splits, which I do from time to time as well. Um, but if you were in that kind of CrossFit functional training world, you were starting to look at fitness from more of a broad spectrum, trying to like tick all these boxes of like, yes, I want to be able to run a 5k. But yes, I also want to be able to snatch and I want to be able to clean and jerk and I want to be able to squat 400 pounds. And I want to be able to swim and I want to be able to cycle and you want to be able to do all these things. So if you want to be able to do all that, all those things, you suddenly have to think about, okay, how can I fit this all into my days, my weeks, my months, my years uh, to build this kind of like to build Batman, basically. Um, so it made things more complicated. Um, and then you added to that, you know, the kind of the birth of the, the hit studio. So you started to see all these like boot campy gyms uh, coming up. So you had, you know, Barry's boot camp and you had Orange Theory and all these other like F45, which obviously came later. But you started to see more and more of these kind of like boutique studio circuit training type gyms that, again, was just kind of a bunch of stuff thrown together 
Um, and certain days might have certain emphases, like there was maybe a chest day or maybe a back day, and it was a combination of running and lifting in a very kind of basic way, not necessarily really programmed, but just kind of like this day we're working on this stuff kind of deal. So that started to come up. You also had uh, the kind of like rebirth of, of boxing uh, and martial arts in, you know, the early 2000s and still to this day, like boxing, white collar boxing was huge, um, you know, in the early 2000s. That's what I was a big part of. Uh, and I loved like when I first started out as a, as a trainer from like 26 for the next 10 years, 26 to kind of like 36, I was I was boxing a lot. And that was super popular in the UK. And it was popular popular in the States. And I think it's, you know, it's changed now a little bit. It's moved more towards UFC. It's moved more towards um, BJJ has become a lot more popular. You know, we're all a lot more aware of, of, of concussions and, and head trauma and that kind of stuff. So we tend to avoid like blows to the head so much as, as we used to. Um, I still, I think I'm still struggling to this day from the, the sparring that I used to do. Um, but you know, that there was that combat side of things as well. So throw in that element and then you had all these different things coming together. So you had, you know, combat, hit, CrossFit, bodybuilding, strength training, all these things that, that were sort of coming into the, the, the consciousness. Um, so by the time Ferris Athletic come around in, in, in 2017, 2016, you know, I've been working on the, all these different areas and seeing the benefits and experiencing all these different things and kind of seeing, you know, what what does what what gets results in what area what what can people adhere to what can they stick to what are people inspired by how does it affect people um how does it build community you know what what suits you know different personalities um which is a huge part of it um so in building pharos which you know i, I spoke about um in a in a blog post that i i released last week um it was kind of based on the on, on the movie stuff I've been working on, because for the movie stuff, you know, you have a finite time in which to build your character, right? You, you have your, your actor or your actress that you're working with. You know that the studio wants a certain look and a certain capability, like they have to be able to do certain things and they have to look a certain way and you have a finite time in which to do it. So you find yourself, you know, really thinking about, okay, what's the most effective way to program for this? Um, how do I get the best results, the safest results in, you know, you, you can't get them hurt, you can't get them injured. Um, but you, you know, you obviously want to seal the deal in the best way possible and give the studio what they want, whilst also keeping the client happy, which is a tough thing, because often the, the client doesn't want what the studio wants, or it's, it's, it's a struggle to get them to, to the same kind of concept. Um, and in, in doing that, you know, my my kind of style of training became this kind of hybrid of bodybuilding, of CrossFit, of strength training, of high intensity training, you know, of stuff with the concept two, the, the ski egg, the row of the bike, all that good stuff. Um, we found we were able to both build muscle and lose fat at the same time, which everyone says you can't do, but trust me, you can because you've done it so many times. And if you're on the limitless challenge right now, you'll know that that is possible and it can happen. Um, and, you know, at the same time as, as, as building that, that physique, by using the kind of movements that we, were mo that we were using, we were also building function, right? We were doing compound movements. We were doing all body movements, athletic movements. We were letting people move. People were, were still running. They were still jumping. They were still doing those kind of basic 
human functions that we've, we've been evolved to do for millions of years. Um, so, you know, the, the kind of training that we were doing for, for in that movie prep kind of set in stone what I believed about this is, this is the, this is the best way to get the best results for the most people. Because a lot of the time, you know, I was working with groups. Some, sometimes I was working with individuals, but a lot of the time I was working with, with groups. So it's like, how do you get the best results possible broadly for the most people? How do we, um, you know, how do we get the most out of people? How do we be efficient with our time? How do we keep them, uh, you know, entertained? Because if you just bore the hell out of people for six months, it's also going to be, uh, <laughs> it's also going to be tough. So you have to make it fun. Um, it has to be, you know, understandable. So explaining why, explaining the why behind everything, you know, why are we, why we're we doing squats this way? Why are we doing front squats, back squats? Why we are doing, you know, what kind of core work are we doing? Why we're, why we're pressing, why we're using sleds, um, why we are doing, you know, high intensity finishes, uh, why are we doing warm ups in a certain way, explaining that and giving people, you know, the strong why and making them believe in, in the, in the process was a huge part of it. So by the time I, you know, we, we went into the Ferris project, you know, I came in with, with that experience. Jeff came in with a great, uh, obviously CrossFit background. Emily came in with a fantastic, um, kind of physical therapy kind of background. She had developed her own mobility, uh, programs, which been, she'd been using for, for a number of times. So we could bring all that together and open this, this, this Ferris project with this kind of new idea of what a gym could be and could offer. Um, and you know, if you take yourselves back to 2016, it's, it's diff more difficult to see now because the more gyms are like it and more gyms have kind of, I don't want to say copied us, but done the same thing as us. Um, it's, it's, it's become a thing. Like the hybrid facility has become a thing partly because, you know, I think that the business necessitated it because people want more than just one thing and they demand it. And therefore you have to provide for it because you are a service that's servicing a demand, but partly because people realized this, this is the best thing for people, you know, people doing the same thing day after day, after day, after day, after week, after week, after month, after month, um, doesn't work. You know, you can see this in the attrition rates of, of gyms like Orange Theory, like they have big churn, big turnover, because it's great for maybe three months. And then it's like, oh, I'm just doing the same thing again and again, same thing with F45. It's like, it's great for a while, but you're going to get pretty tired of it after a while because it is just the same thing and you need more variation than that and more than that is you need you, you need programming you need um progressive overload you need to be, be be seeing in your numbers that you're getting stronger understanding that you're getting stronger you'll feel it but it's you know you need tangible proof that what you are doing is working and that you are making uh, forward progress Everything works, but nothing works forever. So you can't just always do the same thing again and again and again and again for weeks and weeks and weeks and expect to make continual progress. So consciously, we went into the Ferris Athletic Club uh, gym with that in mind. We knew we wanted everything to be programmed. We didn't want to just do bullshit for time. It's my worst fear. Like if people ever think about, oh, this is just a bunch of stuff that's thrown together. Like I want people to understand Everything we do at the club is very thought out, very, very programmed. We're very aware of, you know, longevity. And what we what we want people to understand is the value of, you know, the value of strength.
but also the, the value of building lean muscle tissue and not just going into the gym to just sweat. Like the, the thing of people just going in and constantly breaking themselves every day and just like burning as many calories and sweating as much as possible. You know, you can't do that all the time. You can't do that forever. You have to think long-term and for the sake of your uh, metabolism, what you really need to do is gain as much lean muscle tissue as possible whilst maintaining good cardiovascular health and mobility. And through all the protocols and all the classes we have at Ferris Athletic Club, that is our goal. We want people to feel great. We want them to have fun. We want them to gain strength. We want them to feel fit. We want them to gain lean muscle tissue um, and understand the benefits of that. Um, and they'll see it. That you know, They'll see it on the in-body. They'll see um, their basal metabolic rate go up as their lean muscle tissue increases. And from that, they'll understand that they can take in more calories. And that's how you get long-term results. You cannot just always break yourself down, be in a calorie deficit, um, and just think that's going to last forever because you're going to bottom out real quick. Uh, and when you get, when you do bottom out, there's nowhere to go from that place. So, you know, it was a, an intelligent, well, I say, I'm trying to be as intelligent as I possibly can be with my brain, but, um, you know, it was taking everything that, that, that I'd seen everything, obviously that I, I'd studied, I'd experienced, I'd, um, you know, experienced and experimented on myself and on my clients, what I'd seen. Uh, and then put it together. And, you know, from the outset, I still, I maintain that I think we were the first kind of like functional bodybuilding class, like a really good kind of functional bodybuilding in a group setting uh, class, which is what build is, you know, we were the original build class. There's a lot of gyms now that have a build class, um, but we were the first to have it as far as I know. And people, a lot of people came from a CrossFit background or a lot of people had been maybe scared to do CrossFit because of the, the the high skill movements, because of the gymnastics and so forth. They didn't necessarily want that or didn't want that anymore. But what they did want is the group dynamic. Um, and they wanted to have fun with friends um, and do something that made sense, did something that, you know, you could feel it working as you were doing it. You would see results in the mirror at the end of the day you would have fun along the way uh, and you would understand that, you know, this isn't gonna, this isn't gonna fuck me up. This isn't gonna burn me out. This isn't gonna, you know, exhaust me to the point where I, you know, I can't, I can't keep going. So, you know, that was, you know, a very purposeful uh, thought out um, decision from the beginning. And it, it came to fruition pretty quickly. Like it grew extremely quickly. And to this day, it's still our most, you know, popular program but it's not our only program you know like i said it's it's more of a time and a place kind of thing because certain programs will be right for you at that certain point in your life um and certain times you'll need to change and do something different you know we also have our train program which is obviously our high intensity kind of circuit program with dumbbells kettlebells body weight and cardio but still it's not just thrown together it's very well thought out um it's you know it's put together carefully to make sure that the client is getting the benefit, to making sure the member is getting the benefit of the group dynamic, but also the quality strength training, uh, the quality cardiovascular work, the purposeful cardiovascular work where you're really you know, paying attention to numbers, paying attention to, to distances, paying attention to calories, all that stuff, you know, very aware, very conscious, meaningful, purposeful um, uh, programming. 
Um, and again, that's also been uh, very successful. There is a difference between going into the gym and just doing a bunch of stuff that's thrown together and sweating uh, as to going in, understanding what the, the goal of the day is, what the purpose of the day is, and executing that purpose and then feeling fulfilled at the end of it because you did execute you know, the purpose. Um, and some people, you know, some people do stick to build. Some people stick to train. Some people mix build and train. Some people do build for certain months and do train for certain months, that kind of mix and match kind of thing. Um, but there's, there's variation. There's obviously similarities in the program. And if you think about it as a soundboard, build is going to be more toward the strength and hypertrophy area, but you're still going to get obviously fat loss. You're still going to get, um, some cardiovascular work done. And then train is going to be kind of the other end of the spectrum more towards the cardiovascular side, but still with strength and hypertrophy benefits. Um, it's just a case of emphasis. So at certain points in your life, you're like, I want to spend this time getting as strong and as muscular as possible. Um, I'm going to move more towards the build side. And then there's other points in your life. It's like, I want to lean out and I just want to move and, you know, feel good. You're going to move more towards the train uh, side of things. Um, but, you know, they both exist uh, successfully in their own, in their own place. Um, but they're not exclusive of, of one another. And then, you know, obviously you, you add to that, our, 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 uh, east side boxing classes, you know, your combat classes, which again is going to be more on the cardiovascular side of the spectrum, though, of course you are going to get some strength and power benefits from that programming. People will mix and match that in, um, our repair classes, obviously the mobility side of things, um, you cannot expect to keep taking stuff out of the body without putting stuff back in. So we like to emphasize the repair and recovery side of things a lot. Um, we try and get people into those classes as much as possible. It's hard to get meatheads like me to do it, but it has such huge benefit, um, especially in terms of longevity. Like in your twenties, you can kind of like get away with it as you get into your thirties and forties and fifties, you have to pay more attention to that stuff. So you know, the, the repair protocols, uh, the yoga side of things um, has a huge uh, place at the club. And, you know, it's super important. Um, so again, that's, that's very, very well thought out. Emily put a lot of time and effort into developing that program. Um, so it would be significant and um, applicable to the kind of athlete that we were building. It's not just Repair isn't just, you know, a standard kind of yoga routine program. It's like, okay, what movements are we doing? And what stuff can we do in here to repair from those movements, to recover from those movements and prepare ourselves for those movements again in the future? How can I increase my mobility? So it's not just being flexible. It's mo being mobile and having strength and end range uh, and being able to find good position uh, because that then translates back to everything we try and do in both functional training and CrossFit. Um, and the CrossFit side of things, of course, we still have our, uh, we still have our CrossFit. We still have our IREX program at uh, Farisaka Park, and we have our uh, Faris Redondo uh, location, which is more of a CrossFit gym, and CrossFit's hugely popular there. Um, and a lot of people do it. A lot of people do it religiously, and a lot of people uh, love it. Um, we are doing the, the, the challenge there right now, and we've introduced build and we've introduced train there. And some people now are, you know, making that choice to go on, on one path or another or, or mix and match uh, and see the benefits uh, of each one. And, 
you know, again, it's at a certain point in people's lives that they're in that in that CrossFit zone, and that's that's where they get their kicks, and that's how they have fun, and that's how they meet their friends, and uh, that's how they get the results that they're looking for. Um, you know, and that's that's so great, and it's so great to see, and it's such a good energy. And then some people are like, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna do build today. I'm feeling a little, you know, I'm for, like I said, almost 46. I can't do CrossFit every day anymore. I get my body doesn't like it. Um, I got to be honest, I get like a little, a little burnt out. Um, I start to lose muscle mass. Um, and I need to pull back a little bit. So then I'll, I'll go back and do more, of a, you know, a build uh, type program. So I kind of toggle between build and CrossFit. I love both. I enjoy both. Um, both have a huge part in my life. And I like the experience of both. So so it makes a match. You know, other people, you know, they're still in that kind of diehard CrossFit phase. Um, which is great. Like I said, it's not about what's right and wrong. It's about what's right for you right now in your life. And if that's the right choice for you right now, um, that's great. I would just say like long-term, you know, sometimes it's good to pull back just a little bit and focus more on just like strength and hypertrophy and, and movement patterns and so forth. Um, and not worry so much about, you know, high intensity, aggressive stuff all of the time. Some of the time for sure, for sure. You know, you have to, you have to keep that mindset. You have to be able to dig deep when you have to dig deep and you have to be able to have that, that, um, that hardcore side of you. Um, but just know that you don't have to batter yourself every single day to get results. You know, you have to put some stuff back into the bank if you're going to keep taking stuff out of it. Um, you know, we have a lot of clients who maybe, you know, on, uh, maybe females who have historically kind of just done cardio, just done hit. I've been on calorie deficits and now they're at their point and you know, you know, they're in their mid thirties and it's like, Oh, this, this doesn't work anymore. Like I can't, I can't lose fat. And it's just because they've constantly been in that, that catabolic state. They've constantly been taking out. They haven't been focused on building lean muscle tissue. They've kind of wrecked their metabolism a little bit by constantly dieting, constantly doing cardio, um, constantly putting that stress and building up that cortisol, like, so much cortisol on their body that they can't lose fat. Um, and that's a very, very common thing. Um, if you are being careful with what you eat, if you are working out consistently and you're not losing the fat that you want to lose, it may well be because you had just have too much cortisol in your body. You're putting too much stress on your body and your body's just in shock mode and just holding on to that, holding on to that fat because it's in stress mode. It just, it's, it's, it's worried. It's scared. So it's holding onto the fat for future, uh, for future use. So sometimes you need to, you know, you need to step back and you need to look at it from, from the big picture and think, okay, if my basic metabolic rate is not going up, if my, if I'm burning less calories in my resting state than I want, then ultimately I'm going to need to build some lean muscle tissue at some point. And I might as well start that right now. <laughs> so that's what we try and encourage as many women as possible to do stuff like build because, you know, I think historically there's been so much misinformation with, with, uh, women and, uh, bodybuilding and strength training and building muscle and so forth. You know, there's been so many different stigmas and so many stupid comments attached to it, but you have to discard all that and just think about health. Like we all want to live long, healthy lives and keep our structure uh, anatomical structure as long as possible, stay mobile, stay active, you know, be able to move. 
Um, and, you know, like I said before, holding onto that lean muscle tissue, maintaining that lean muscle tissue, building that lean muscle tissue as we age is going to be crucial, you know, to be able to do that, you know, to be able to like keep mobile and keep moving and just basic stuff like the strength to stop yourself from falling over is so huge when it comes to, you know, longevity. Uh, obviously keeping your, your heart healthy and all that stuff is, is, is essential too. But, you know, for so long, I feel like the, the lean muscle tissue thing was, was, has been overlooked and not emphasized enough, especially with, especially with women, you know, like I said, too many stigmas, too much, too many stupid comments, too many magazines talking about being skinny rather than being strong. You know, it's changing now. People, people are more aware. We talk a lot more about it. Um, strong is the new skinny kind of deal, but, um, and that's that's honestly been 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 great to see, but it hasn't gone away. Like there's still there's still a lot of stigmas out there, and I still hear stupid comments and see stupid things all the time. Like women shouldn't lift over two pound dumbbells and stupid shit like that, which is always frustrating. But like you know, that's no that's not going to go away. You're going to have people with those stupid opinions. So you know, strength training, building lean muscle tissue, all that stuff. That's 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 a huge part of what we're trying to say at uh, Ferris Athletic Club, um, and. You know, on the one side, you know, you have the performance side of things. So you you have your high performers who, you know, they're going to be on that CrossFit side and they're going to be, you know, they're going to care about times and about numbers and they're going to be very performance focused. And again, that's fantastic. For a certain point in your life, you're going to be in that in that mode. Um, but, you know, I think high intensity performance at a certain point takes a back a back burner from from health and just thinking okay what's the healthy thing for me right now what's the healthy choice you know if i want to feel good if i want to have you know uh, energy if i want to be able to like play with my kids in the evening if i want to you know not feel kind of like burnt out and you know constantly joint taking that stuff then sometimes you have to like take a step back and think okay what's what's the right thing for me right now um and that's again that's not to say that you're doing something wrong right now because it might not everything you're doing right now might be right for you right now. It's just, you have to be aware and you have to listen to your body. Um, and you have to, um, you know, make sure you're recovering properly, you know, and that's obviously where the nutrition and the supplementation, all that stuff comes in as well. You know, all of that stuff has to fit with the kind of stuff you're doing. Um, you know, you have to eat and you have to supplement relative to the programming that you're following. You know, you can't, um, you can't eat rich, rich Froning's diet if you're not doing Rich Froning's work schedule. <laughs> that's what that's what happens a lot of the time. People are like, oh, Rich Froning eats 450 grams of carbs a day. Maybe I should eat 450 grams of carbs a day. It's like that's gonna that's gonna not work for you. That's gonna end up with some some issues. Um, so you have to obviously eat and you have to supplement relative to the work that you do and the age that you are. Um, and it'll probably be the the older you get, the more supplements you need to take. Um, and the more conscious you have to be of food because, you know, we can't get away with the things we could get away with in our, in our twenties. So you have to be, you know, very conscious of that. Um, but yeah, uh, just to bring it back around, like back, back to our initial, uh, conversation about programming. Programming has to be, you know, a very conscious effort and, you know, I don't think I've changed my mind in the time since, uh, Faros has opened. I think hopefully I've, I've gotten better at programming um, as it's gone, gone by. Some people will agree. Some people will disagree. Um, it's not always, I try and make it as fun as possible. It's not always 
fun. Like sometimes it's just hard. Um, but you try and keep that fun element in always and always remember that people are coming in to have a good time and, you know, get get what they want to get out of it. Um, there are certain things I, I don't program, even though I know they would be effective. It would bore people so much to death that I just just won't do it. So you're trying to always, always walk that that line between it being effective and entertaining. Um, but yeah, I, I, I like to think or I hope and I listen to people like I, I do always get feedback from from our members at all the clubs like I like that I didn't like that I love this cycle I hate this cycle I hope we never do this cycle again um, you know I typically be working three week cycles um, because I don't want people to get uh, bored you need you need enough consistency to get progressive overload but you need enough variation to prevent monotony and boredom which is why we work in these kind of three-week cycles um, in build anyway um because it gives people what they need and it gives people what they want um it's i found that three-week cycle to be that i've experimented with lots of different ways but i found that to be the best way over the years um it's it's just enough time to get that progressive overload without without burning people out you know if you've ever done like um, a six-week german volume cycle You'll know by the sixth week, it's kind of like, I'm just so over this. Even by the end of the third week, sometimes it's like, oh my God, I'm so over this. I kind of, but just know that you need that consistency to make progress. You need the progressive overload to, to, to keep going. So you always have to stick with the plan to see the results that you want to, that you want to see. Um, and, you know, like I said, it's been good to see. Uh, I mean, it's hard from a business point of view because you don't want, people to do the same thing as you're doing because you want to be offering something exclusive <laughs> but i think it's only i have to just look at it like it's i think it's testament to us that we've done a good job of it that other people have started to introduce more of kind of like group bodybuilding style classes and puts a slightly different emphasis on the gym um and you know the other thing that that, that we brought in um you know at a slightly later date but fairly early on was was our kind of open gym uh more of a traditional uh bodybuilding type gym you know we have great equipment from from arsenal strength um some new equipment from watson going in, in a new facility in in palm springs um and you know we found that that introduction for a lot of people um is hugely beneficial partly for accessory work partly for people that want to accessorize um from the group stuff that they do and partly for the for those times and for those people that do just want to work out on their own, I will argue the point to my death: the best and fastest results to fastest way to get results is in the group dynamic. That is the best way to get results as quickly as possible. You will rise to the level of the energy around you. You will buzz off each other, and you'll get the best results. However, there is a time and a place where you just want to go in on your own and do your own thing in the base, and that's totally fine. Um, as long as you're following a program, program, as long as you're doing things correctly, as long as you're focusing on quality movements and the tension of the muscle, and you know, as long as you're keeping it, um, keeping it smart, um, it has such huge benefit, and it's been a huge part of of Faris Echo Park's evolution, a huge part of Faris Idlewild, uh, which is primarily open gym, but with with we do also have uh, our classes there, but you know. You have to recognize the benefit um, of that, of the machines, of the stuff, of the kind of more old, old school stuff. Like the equipment we have is brand new. All these companies now, like Arsenal, are making 
you know, revolutionary type stuff, but it's based on, you know, those kind of classic bodybuilding movements and people that have now developed into this kind of hybrid model of, you know, I do my CrossFit type training, but I also do my bodybuilding stuff in the open gym. You know, those are the people that get the most benefits. And if you look at like, you know, most like top tier CrossFit athletes now, they have some more time under tension type movements in their accessory programming because they understand the benefits of it. Um, it it's just, it's just so huge. And, you know, moving forward, um, as we look towards our, our Palm Springs location, which we will have a fantastic open gym, like I said, with Arsenal Strength, with Watson, with some fantastic stuff in there. And then we'll have another room, huge room for our kind of like build uh, CrossFit train room, which will have turf, sleds, rigs, barbells, plates, dumbbells, all that good stuff. You're more kind of like functional, functional training as well as a combat area for your kind of combat sports. Um, and, you know, I hope people will see and recognize the value of that hybrid offering. It's like, oh, I can do this and this and this. Um, we'll also have a good recovery section there with ice baths, saunas, all that good stuff. Um, so it really will allow us to, to make the most of, of our programming, to deliver on our programming and, you know, offer it to another audience. You know, as we move forward, you're always thinking when you when you own a gym, it's like, well, what what do we offer? What can we offer that other people don't and cannot offer? And I think this is where we're finding our place in the industry. It's like we're going to build facilities that provide um, spaces for that kind of more functional side of things and that group dynamic. But at the same time, we are also going to offer you know more of the classic bodybuilding open gyms that people can go in and do their own thing, and we can do excuse me, personal training, we can do semi-private training um, and we can, um, you know, offer more. We can offer more to more people and it, it just have more value to the customer. Um, like I said, you can't just do the same thing over and over and over again and keep just expect to keep making making progress. You need those different things, those different tools. Like tools is a good word. We're, we're trying to provide as many tools as we can so that you can be as successful as you can be for as long as possible. Um, and that's what we love to do. We love to build great spaces. Um, I love nothing more than for people to walk in and go like, oh my God, this is such a great space. I want to work out. And for coaches to walk in and think, this is such a great space to coach in. I'm so happy to be here. Like, we want to build that. We want to build that experience. We want to build the best fitness experience, you know, on earth. We might not be the best, you know, we might not have the best CrossFit athletes in the world. We may not have the best bodybuilders in the world, but um, I want to build the best kind of overall training experience for people that they can come and we can be the best part of their day. And it's almost effortless because the space is so good. The coaches are so good. The programming is so good that you only have to come and experience it to, to, to understand and see the benefit. So that's, that's the goal. That's the goal. Um, that's what drives me. Um, that's what drives the team. Um, that's, that's what we're going for. And, you know, I'm, I'm impressed by other gyms. Like I, I go to a lot of other gyms. I follow a lot of other gyms. I love what they do. There's so many great gyms offering so many great products now. Um, and I learned from them and I appreciate them and, you know, I wish, I wish them all the best because that there's a lot of people in the industry now doing great things for a lot of people. Um, and our goal is just like, take the best of that, see the best of that, understand the best of that, bring it all together and offer you guys, uh, 
of our membership and the people that follow us the best that we can, the best that we can do so that you can be the best that you can be. Uh, and that is the goal of Ferris Athletic Club. Um, that is it for today, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Um, like I said, I love programming. If you have any questions about programming, please let me know. Uh, I will keep trying to program the best for you guys. Uh, I will try not to, to bore you. I will try to entertain you while still trying to deliver the best results possible uh, and uh, make it fun uh, and be, again, the best part of your day. So uh, let me know if you have any questions or any comments. Love to hear from you guys. Uh, and I'll see you uh, in the gym. Until next time. Thank you, guys. Bye. Thanks again for tuning in. Come see us soon. We now have three locations open in uh, Echo Park, California, in Redondo Beach, California, and in Idlewild, California. Drop in anytime for a tour. Follow us uh, on Instagram, at Ferris Echo Park, at Ferris Redondo, and at Ferris Idlewild. Or email us, info at ferrisathleticclub.com for any information you may need. The website is jointhepack.fit. Look forward to connecting with you guys soon. Until next time, take care.